Chapter 7 A Mad Tea Party There was a table set out under a tree in front of the house, and the munch here and the hat were having tea at it. A dormouse was sitting between them, fast asleep, and the other two were using it as a cushion, resting its elbows on it and talking over its head. Very uncomfortable for the dormouse, thought Alice. Only as it's asleep, I suppose it doesn't mind. The table was a large one, but the three were all crowded together at one corner of it. No room, no room, they cried out when the Alice was coming. There's plenty of room, said Alice indignantly, and she sat down in a large armchair at one at the end of the table. Have some wine, the march here said in an encouraging tone. Alice looked all around the table, but there was nothing on it but tea. I don't see any wine, she remarked. There isn't any, said the march here. Then it wasn't very civil to you to offer it, said Alice angrily. It wasn't very civil for you to sit down without being invited, said the march here. I didn't know it was your table, said Alice. It's laid for a great many more than three. Your hair wants cutting, said the hatter. He had been looking at Alice for some time with great curiosity, and this was his first speech. You should learn not to make personal remarks, Alice said with some severity. It's very rude. The hatter opened his eyes very wide of hearing this, but all he said was, Why is Raven like a writing desk? Come, we shall have some fun now, thought Alice. I'm glad we will begin asking riddles. I believe I can't guess that, she added aloud. Do you mean that you think you can find out where the answer to it? said the march here. Exactly so said Alice. Then you should say what you mean, the march here went on. I do, Alice hastily replied. At least, at least I mean that what I say. That's the same thing, you know? Not the same thing a bit, said the hatter. You might just as well say, I see what I eat. In the same thing, I eat what I see. You might just as well say, at the march here, that I like what I get in the same thing as I get what I like. You might just as well say, added the dormouse who seemed to be talking in his sleep, that I breathe when I sleep in the same thing as I sleep when I breathe. It is the same thing with you, said the hatter, and here the conversation dropped and the party sat silent for a minute. While Alice thought over all she could remember about ravens and writing desk, which wasn't much. The hatter was the first to break his, the silence. What day of the month is it? he said, turning to Alice. He had taken his watch out of his pocket and was looking at it uneasily, shaking it very now and then and holding it on his ear. Alice considered a little and then said the fourth. Two days wrong, sighed, sighed the hatter. 
I told you butter wouldn't suit the works, she added, looking angry at the match here. It was the best butter, the match here meekly replied. Yes, but some crumbs must have got in as well, the hatter grumbled. You shouldn't have put it in the, with the bread knife. The match hatter took the watch and looked at it gloomily. Then he dipped it into the, his cup of tea and looked at it again, but he could think of nothing better to say than his first remark. It was the best butter, you know. Alice had been looking over his shoulder with some curiosity. What a funny watch, she remarked. It tells the day of the month and doesn't tell what clock. A clock it is. Why should it? muttered the hatter. Does your watch tell you what year it is? Of course not, Alice replied very readily. But that's because it stayed the same year for such a long time together. Which is just the case with the mine, said the hatter. Alice felt dreadfully puzzled. The hatter's remark seemed to have no sort of meaning in it, and yet it was certainly English. I don't quite understand you, said she said and politely as she could. The dorm house is asleep again, said the hatter, and she poured a little hot tea upon its nose. The dumb house mouse shook its head impatiently and said without opening its eyes, Of course, of course, just what I was going to remark myself. Have you guessed the riddle yet? The hatter said, turning to Alice again. No, I give it up, Alice replied. What's the answer? I haven't the slightest idea, said the hat. No worry said the march here. Alice signed wearily. I think you might do something better with this time, she said, that waste it in asking riddles that have no answers. If you knew time as well as I do, said the hatter, you wouldn't talk about wasting it. It's him. I don't know what you mean, said Alice. Of course you don't, the hatter said, tossing his head contemptuously. I dare you say never ever spoke to time. Perhaps not, Alice cautiously replied. But I know I have the beat time when I learn music. Ah, oh, that accounts for it, said the hatter. He won't stand beating. Now, if you only kept on good terms with him... He'd do almost anything you like with the clock. For instance, suppose it were nine o'clock in the morning, just time to begin lessons, you'd only have to whisper a hint to time and round go the clock in a twinkling, half past one, time for dinner. I only wish it was, the march here said to itself in a whisper. That would be grand, certainly, said Alice thoughtfully. But then I shouldn't be very hurry, hungry for it, you know. Not at first, perhaps, said the head. But you could keep it to half past one as long as you liked. Is that the way you manage? Alice asked. The head shook his head mournfully. No, I, he replied. We quarreled last March, just before he went mad, you know. Pointed with the teaspoon at the march here. 
it was at the great concern given by the Queen of Hearts, and I had to sing, Twinkle, twinkle, little bat, how I wonder what you've at. You know the song, perhaps? I heard something like it, said Alice. It goes on, you know, they had to continue in this way. Up above the wood you fly, like a tea tree in the sky. Twinkle, twinkle. Here the Dormouse shook itself and began singing in its sleep. Twinkle, 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 twinkle. And went on so long that they had not to pinch it to make it stop. Well, I'd hardly finished the first verse, said the Hatter, when the Queen jumped up and bowled out. He's murdering the time off his head. How dreadful savage, exclaimed Alice. And ever since that, the Hatter went on in a more full tone, he won't do a thing I ask. It's always six o'clock now. A bright idea came into Alice's head. Is that the reason so many tea things are put out here? she asked. Yes, that's it, said the Hatter with a sigh. It's always tea time, and we're no time to wash the things between whiles. Then you keep moving round, I suppose, said Alice. Exactly so, said the Hatter, as the things get used up. But what happens when you come to the beginning again? Alice ventured to ask. Suppose we change the subject, said the March here, interrupted, yawning. I'm getting tired of this. I woke the young lady tell us a story. I'm afraid I don't know one, said Alice, rather alarmed at the proposal. Then the dumb mouse shell. They both cried. Wake up, dumb mouse, and they pinched it on both sides at once. The dumb mouse slowly opened his eyes. It wasn't... I wasn't asleep, he said in a hoarse, feeble voice. I heard every word you fellow were asking, were saying. Tell us a story, said the march here. Yes, please do, pleaded Alice. And be quick about it, added the hatter, or you'll be asleep again before it's done. Once upon a time there were three little sisters. The Domas began in a great hurry, and their names were Alice, Lacey, and Tilly, and they lived at the bottom as well. What did they live on? said Alice, who always took a great interest in question of eating and drinking. They lived in a trickle, said the Dormouse, after thinking a minute or two. They couldn't have done that, you know, Alice gently remarked. They'd have been ill. So they were, said the Dormouse, very ill. Alice tried to fancy to herself what such an extraordinary way of living would be like, but it puzzled her too much, so she went on. But why did they live at the bottom of the well? Take some more tea, March, the March here said to Alice very earnestly. I've had nothing yet, Alice replied in an offended tone, so I can't take more. You mean you can't take less? said the Hatter. It's very easy to take more than nothing. Nobody asked your opinion, said Alice. Who's making personal remarks now? the Hatter asked triumphantly. 
Alice did not quite know what to say to this, so she helped herself for some tea and bread and butter, and then turned to the Dormouse and repeated her question. Why did they live at the bottom of a well? The Dormouse again took a minute or two to think about it, and then said, It was a trickle well. There is no such thing, Alice was beginning very angrily, but the Hatter and the Mudge here went shh, shh, and the Dormouse sulkily remarked, If you can't be civil, you'd better finish the story for yourself. No, please, go on, Alice said humbly. I won't interrupt you again. I dare say there may be one. One, indeed, said Dormouse indignantly, where he consented to go on. And so their three little sisters, they were learning to draw, you know. What did they draw? asked, said Alice, quite forgetting her promise. Trickle, said the Mouse, without considering at all this time. I want a clean cup, interrupted the hat. Let's all move one place on. He moved on as he spoke, and the dog mouse followed him. The mice here moved into the Dormouse's place, and Alice rather unwillingly took the place of the march here. The header was only one who caught any advantage from the change, and Alice was a good deal worse off than before, as the march here had just upset the milk jug into his plate. Alice did not wish to offend a Dormouse again, so she began very cautiously. But I don't understand. Where did they draw a trickle from? You can't draw water out of the water well, said the Hatter, so I should think you could draw a trickle out of the trickle well, er, stupid. But they were in the well, Alice said to a Dormouse, not choosing to notice this last remark. Of course they were, said the Dormouse. Well, in... This answer so confused poor Alice that she let the Dormouse go on for some time without interrupting it. They were learning to draw. Dormouse went on, yawning and rounding its eyes, for it was getting very sleepy, and they drew all manner of things, everything that begins with an M. Why with an M? said Alice. Why not? said the March here. Alice was silent. The Dormouse had closed its eyes by this time and was going off into a doze, but on being pinched by the Hatter, it woke up again with a little trick and went on. That begins with an M, such as mouse traps and the moon and memory and muchness. You know, you say things are much of a muchness. Did you ever see such a thing as the drawing of a muchness? Really, now you ask me, said Alice, very much confused. I don't think. Then you shouldn't talk, said the Hatter. This piece of rudeness was more than Alice could bear. She got up in a great disgust and walked off. The Dormouse fell asleep instantly, and neither of the other took the least notice of her going, though she looked back once or twice hoping that they would call after her. The last time she saw them, they were trying to put a dormouse into a teapot. 
At any rate, I'll never go there again, said Alice, as she picked her way through the wood. It's the stupidest tea party I ever was at in all my life. Just as she said this, she noted that one of the trees had a door leading right into it. That's very curious, she thought, but everything curious today, I think I may as well go in at once. And in she went. Once more she found herself in a lone hall and close to the little glass table. Now I'll manage better this time, she said to herself, and began by tucking the little golden key and unlocking the door that led into the garden. Then she set to work nibbling at the mushroom. She had kept a piece of it in her pocket till she was about a foot high, then she walked down the little passage, and then she found herself at last in the beautiful garden, among the bright flower beds and the cool fountains.